So if a person continually repeats, they're stuck, they're stuck, they're stuck, what do you think is going to happen? They're just going to create scenarios and experiences that makes them feel stuck because we are our own creation and we are so powerful in our mind. Whatever we tell ourselves, we reinforce and we believe. And once we believe, it becomes your experience. Tell me your story. Tell me your story. How did it all start? Do you remember? Oh, I know what happened. How did it stop? You're now tuned into the Small Business Origins Podcast. I love an origin story. Each week, we dive into the real stories of entrepreneurs and businesses from across the nation. Who is he and what's his origin story? Who started with just an idea and are now making waves. I told you this was a good idea. This is Small Business Origins. All right, listeners, we are jumping right back into an awesome interview that we had earlier this year for you. So we're headed right back out to Los Angeles, California, and we're talking to Christine of Sepian with Journeys to Heal. Christine, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me back, John. Oh, it's always a pleasure. Your first episode was absolutely amazing in my eyes. I had uh, listeners hit me up, you know, even other podcast hosts hit me up and they were like, man, I was so mad when that episode ended because I wanted it to just keep going on. I got some really good listener questions that came in. So I definitely want to hop into those and ask those. But I know, first of all, if this is your first time hearing Christine's name or her company's name, head back into the uh, podcast vault and go find part one of this episode. This is a part two. We are recording on a different date here um, just because this is such an interesting topic that we had to get back together and spend more time on it. And I'm so excited that we are. So I just kind of want to hop into it. No icebreaker today. No typical things that we do because we know who you are. Um, your story is extremely interesting. You know, you immigrated here and you decided to get into something that you were not able to do in your home country at the time. You know, and it was kind of a, I would say, controversial topic. And to some people, it still is. It's mm -hmm. just something that there's a real big division of people who believe in it and people who don't. And I am one of those that, you know, like we talked about in the first episode, I'm right here in the middle where I'm like, hey, I'm interested. I want to know. And I'm not 100% positive that I, I believe that every single bit of it is real. But I think that at the very least in my mind right now, some of it is. And I'm excited to explore it and see if my mind will just kind of give me the answers that I'm seeking. So um, if you would just kind of dive into the main services that you offer again for me as a recap, the hypnotherapy, past life regression therapy, and then I'll just jump into some of our user submitted questions. Sure. So in addition to the hypnotherapy and past life regression therapy, of course, I do breathwork facilitation that is of its own a transformational work that many of my clients experience. It's it is being studied on a, on, on a scientific level to see how is it that our breath alone is able to give us these magnificent euphoric experiences and not only just euphoric experiences, but transform our lives and shift emotions, shift stories, shift belief systems. So breathwork is very near and dear to my heart as well. And energy healing, of course, like Reiki, as many know. But when I say energy healing is because we are all energy beings and the energy is flowing through all of our hands and we don't need to label it a specific name, but many people know Reiki as a form of energy healing. But I just say generally because the energy flows and if your intention is of love, then you are transmuting and tra transferring positive energy to uh, a client and they are able to exp experience the 
the sensations that they experience during the session because your intention is pure as, as the, you know, facilitator. And of course I do NLP neurolinguistic programming that I include and I combine it in my hypnotherapy sessions. I do sound baths with my clients. I, um, EFT emotional freedom technique and combo as we discussed before the recording started. And that is another completely transformational healing work and, and so, yeah, that's pretty much the list. And of course, coaching is just a con- com- combines all of them and helping my clients, whether they need coaching in their, you know, business, finances, relationships, um, whatever it may be, health and well-being and just guiding them and supporting them to make better choices. I had a, a guest recently on my show that was talking about their company doing a lot of laugh therapy. You know, and, and mm-hmm. they actually were, I would say, hesitant to call it therapy. And I'm not yes. exactly sure why, but it was such an interesting thing to go right after our show to talk to someone that was into this. I call it laugh therapy. Yeah. And it was it was it's interesting because it is truly, I would say, side by side with the breath work as far as the scientific side of things. You know, you've got on the breath work side, as a paramedic, I can see where in certain ways that you're breathing, you may be able to stimulate the vagus nerve and have some true physiologic reactions immediately from the way that you change your breathing. And then going into the mind, just like with the laugh stuff, it's kind of similar to me that, you know, when you laugh, it can release certain endorphins and it can release certain chemicals in our brain. And I would just assume that the breath work side of things is also causing those other, uh, both physiological and mental, uh, differences there. So it is, it's such an interesting topic when you start getting into this stuff, because there is some of it that truly is, in my opinion, undeniable as far as science is concerned. You know, there are scientific um, evidences out there that say, yes, when you change your breathing pattern, when you change, you know, if you're laughing or not, all of these things can have an effect on you. So I love hopping into stuff like this. But going back to that combo. I don't know. Forgive me if we did speak about it in the first episode. I don't remember. So maybe my (laughs) user just did some digging and found something that I didn't find yet. Uh, So what is combo exactly? Because I just recently added it to my website because it was in the works and my web designer had needed time to add that information to the website. So that's why it's new and you missed it. But your listeners didn't. I was going to say, at least you know that the show works then because you already have a new fan that was digging around on your site well enough. She found that. So my big question (laughs) is, what is combo then? Yes. So combo is a medicine that comes from the jungle tree frog. And when the secretion of this frog is removed from their skin and the frog is never, and all of this information is on my website, a lot of detail, a lot of information, because if I were to go into details, we could be here for hours. Part three and four. (laughs) Exactly. So I'm going to try to keep it short. It is perfectly legal in the States and all over the world. The only place in the world that it's not legal in at this point is Australia for whatever reason. But at the same time, when the secretion is placed, so number one, there are gentle, small burn marks. And I know some people will go into the, oh my God, I have to burn my skin. They're tiny little circles of burn marks that we need to make because this medicine cannot be ingested. This medicine cannot go into the bloodstream. This medicine cannot be snorted. 
So you cannot do it in any other way other than introducing it to your body in that way of removing the first layer of the skin, placing the medicine on. And the moment you place the medicine on, there are numerous peptides that go into work. And these peptides are have been studied, are still being studied by scientists of the magnificent healing abilities of you know, healing and helping pain and physical illnesses. And the list is on my website. I mean, I don't want to go into the list again. It's it's a long, long, long list of, I just want to focus more so on it of why I'm fascinated with this medicine. And I've worked with it for, for a long time. And last year, how it entered back into my life and said, you're ready to work with the medicine. I was like, Okay, because I'm very respectful in that space. I always, always make sure I've had the right people to train me. I've had the right situations. I am ready for it before I introduce it to anybody. That is why it was not on my website. I was really in the training process and all that stuff. So having said that, once the medicine is introduced to your system, then one of the first peptides that takes into effect is the one where the heart starts to beat. So it beats very fast and you get flushed because your body temperature and and, um, uh, your uh, blood pressure goes up and then your blood pressure goes down. And even in people that have blood pressure issues, this medicine is able to bring you to a regular balance in your life, not just during the medicine, but afterwards and what it does. So what I want to focus on of why I... I'm fascinated with this medicine, the the bigger stuff set aside, how it clears depression, anxiety, panic, it clears, and the tribes call it eponema, which is in their language, it means bad luck or negativity or toxins or or karmic stuff. And people have to believe in that stuff because there are some people and many of my clients come to me over the years and they go, no matter what I do, things don't go right. What is the problem? And so there is energies and there is karmic stuff that is related to that. Belief systems are related to that. There's so many different things. But the way this medicine works with you, first, when it's introduced to the gates, it that the symptoms that you start experiencing, the medicine has its own, as I always say, divine intelligence, right? And so it goes exactly where it needs to go in the body and heals exactly what so you don't need to direct it, you don't need to force it, it knows what to do in your body. And the first place it goes to is your lymph nodes. So it clears out it's a top that it, it literally detoxes you from any and all toxins. When I was in my training, and there were several of my classmates that had been on medications for antibiotics, this, that, when they were purging, and there is a purge that comes with it because there's a detox. So there's a downward purge, and then there's an upward purge. That's the nice way that you say it. So it can go, go both ways, or it can be one or the other. But when you are releasing, and when my classmates were purging, they were telling us how the taste of the medications that they had was just so intense they've never tasted anything like it and not in a good way Mm. i'm just trying to be very gentle and kind about it but even their purge the color it was just it was it was kind of terrifying some of them were brown some of them were dark green some of them were black it is just it's incredible that you notice that what are we holding on inside our bodies that we think we're okay and what yeah i'm healthy i'm on my feet but you don't know on a, it cleanses and clears your liver and gallbladder. It's 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 incredible that what you witness and this is not 
like some magic that somebody puts something into your water and you're like, oh, look what you purged. No, this is real because the purge bucket is clean, newly washed. And then afterwards, you look at the person's purge and you're like, oh, my God, those were inside your body and you weren't even aware of it. So to me, combo is yet another, and and the frog itself, it's it's they're magnificent beings, and I've always loved frogs, and the frog itself is never harmed in the process. I want to make sure of that because a lot of people are concerned. Well, are the frogs killed in this process? Absolutely not. And the way the tribes work with the medicine, because they are so respectful of nature, number one, number two, because they're so respectful, knowing that that frog's medicine is able to help the tribe to stay afloat because when us westerners work with this medicine and this is not a shamanic medicine so anybody can heal with this or work with this medicine and anybody can facilitate with this medicine so it's not shamanic you don't have to be native american because i know a lot of times people get sensitive about that of who are you you weren't born into that you know culture and for you to be doing that but it has nothing to do with shamanism. None of the combo facilitators are shamans. They're just facilitators working with the medicine. And what it helps the tribes do is they sell the medicine to us facilitators and they are able to stay afloat and function and be able to, you know, because again, our world is not the same way that it was before they were, you know, they were able to live off of nature and and, and natural resources, and now they're not able to do that. So it's it's a win-win situation, and we know that because it is it is done through the tribes that have been doing this for centuries, and this is kind of their their they know what to do, how to treat the frog. It is extremely safe. It is extremely like you know, it's 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 good business. <laughs> if that's sure. the right word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I know a lot of people get very sensitive about that, you know. So no, no frog is ever um, hurt in this process. Got you. And people heal all around the world because of it. <laughs> so they just, these are tribes that are collecting this yeah. from the frogs. Yeah. And then they they ship it here. Like yes. it's, it's kind of like a normal supply purchase right. type thing. Yeah. Uh, not to just anybody. Of course, they are connected to... The, the teachers and facilitators that I studied with, they have direct connection with the tribes and certain tribes like Yawanawa, like Matze's tribe. So all these different tribes work with different kind of facilitators and groups and they receive the medicine and then they pass it on to their uh, facilitator circle. Gotcha. Yeah, man. So interesting. I'm glad <laughs> that uh, that was found by one of our listeners and we were yes. able to talk about that because yes. I... You know, I just, it's a whole nother thing to unpack mm -hmm. there of mm -hmm. just the actual physical component of right. this going into you and then, you know, having a, a reaction to it basically that causes certain, certain things to happen. Yeah. And is this something that is coming up as like a FDA approved treatment type thing, or is this just something that you can always get kind of like supplements or, uh, you know, that market is where you can just, as yeah. long as you go to the right person yeah. and get the right stuff, then you can just get that treatment for good. Yeah. Or is this something that's going to be kind of regulated? Do you think? Well, I do know that there's talks about the synthetic version of this, just as any other thing, as ayahuasca and other medicines, but the synthetic will never be nature. Mm. We need to be honest about that. And plus, because this is not, it cannot be ingested, it cannot be in a form of, you know, it has to be received. I mean, when a person is trained, I can give myself treatment 
But if you're not trained, you can't do it. You need to go to a facilitator and, and make sure because there are experiences that a person has. Like there could be a mild, you know, fainting happening. So you need somebody to be there for you and with you to support you. And this is not something that just anybody can can take it and, and you know. I know people try a lot of things and go, I can yeah, do this, but, but it sounds like it could be dangerous really quick. Yeah, not not so much dangerous, but you definitely want to be in a safe environment and be taken care of because if a person faints and you and you have something sharp around you and you hurt yourself, and this is how these things become quote unquote illegal in the face of our world or governments because people are not being respectful to these medicines. There has to be a level of caution and respect taken. I always say that caution and respect and love before anything else, because we can't be careless about it. Agreed. Yeah. So getting back into the hypnosis, the past life regression, yes. that kind of stuff. So I know that we had talked about, I've never been through any treatment that is similar to this. So I, I can't tell you what it's like at yeah. all. Um, and so one big question that I know a lot of people has is that, after you're hypnotized, after a past life regression session, and I know these are two totally different questions, but when you have these types of treatments, are you able to remember anything and recall anything? Or is it just kind of, you just wake up in a new feeling? Yeah. So because our mind goes through stages of alpha, theta, and delta levels, and alpha is the lighter level, well, in hypnosis, it can go in through all three. With past life regression is more so tapped into the theta level. Do you remember everything after you come back? I can easily say not really because my clients, when we do past life regression therapy together, there's a lot of talking happening because I'm asking my client questions and in hypnosis, they are answering the questions. Is there uh, an idea of the lifetimes that they went through, yes. And this is why I record and I handwrite the experience and so that my client has both to take home with them if they don't want to sit and listen to an hour, an hour and a half recording. They have the notes and I separate each lifetime and it's easier for them to just address and be like, oh, I remember that. The major things that bring about a lot of emotion, yes, they do remember those. So you are not completely out of control. So um, unless you're in a, somnambul a somnambulist and you go into a really deep place, you may come back and not remember what you said and what experience, experiences you had. But overall, there's kind of a general idea of, oh, wow, I just experienced that. But the details, then I hand it to my clients and they go, oh, my goodness, this is powerful. And I notice in every past life regression therapy session that I have with my clients, when they come out, they always come out feeling, oh, what was that? I got a lot more than what I thought I was going to receive. What else is there? I feel so much lighter. I can't believe those things happened to me. I mean, there's a lot of different. And then seldomly the ego may come in and be like, was this real or did I read this in a book or saw it in a, in a movie? And that's when I go, let your ego be set aside. Don't let it start th that um, doubt and that illusion. You know what I mean? Absolutely. As if it wasn't real. Because most of all, my clients say, well, how do we know this is real? When my client is in that state and my client's breathing changes and my client's emotions, like they start crying or laughing or, or having some kind of an emotional experience, you can't fake that. That can't be faked. I'm not 
you know, working with actors for us to say, oh, this is acting. Some of my clients, if not most of my clients, that can go into lifetimes and experience such tremendous emotions that cannot be faked. And that's when they come back and they go, oh my God, there was so much pain or there was so much suffering or there was so much joy. Like it could go both ways. Not every lifetime. And this is where a lot of people get <laughs> afraid to do these things is because they think, oh my God, it's going to be bad. It's going to be awful. It's going to be negative. No, it's not. Because the way your consciousness takes you through these experiences is so gentle and and I don't know how to explain it, but it's it's in such a loving way that you are never traumatized coming out of it. You're healed coming out of it. And afterwards, the aftermath of it is feeling lighter, feeling more aware, feeling more awake, feeling more consciously present and mindful because so much of our time is spent, all of us, in hypnosis, really, but not in positive hypnosis in our lives. Like we're, we're floating through life. We're not grounded. We're not centered. We're not mindful. We're not present. And we're just going through the day. And by the end of the day, you're like, oh, okay, time to go to sleep. What did I do today? What was my day like today? What the hell just happened? And only when negative things happen that we feel like the, that emotional charge. Other than that, it's kind of like you're floating through life, not recognizing what just happened. But these modalities are able to help us bring us back to life in a sense and wake us up to say, I'm consciously awake and aware at this point. I do. I, I am aware of my thoughts. I am aware of my feelings. I am aware of my environment. And that's the biggest thing that happens that my clients begin to naturally, effortlessly. And I always say this, it's very subtle. The changes are very subtle. My clients don't go, okay, now I'm going to break this down and fix it. And now I'm going to change this. And it's so subtle. Jobs are changed, more pay comes, relationships starts to shift and heal. Or if they're notice, oh my God, I've been in a toxic relationship, they start to shift and kind of be released. And it's done in such an effortless way where suffering is not part of it. And that's why I love what I do because it takes the suffering and the struggle out of our life. I've definitely had some of those days that you're talking about where I will just 100% kind of zone out. And the whole day passes me by. And then at the end of the night, I'm just sitting there in my bed thinking like, what did, what did I even do today? What, why did I do this? And did I get anything positive done? I think we've all had those times where we physically remember, oh yeah, I was driving. And then, you know, I, I don't even remember what stop signs I stopped at, what roads I took. I just got home Yes. and now I'm home. And it's like, I was just zoned out for that whole mm -hmm. drive. And it is something that I have to consciously bring myself to avoid is I need to be engaged yeah. in everything that I'm yeah. doing every single day. And it's definitely easy when a lot of my days are filled with podcasting mm -hmm. because these are such interesting stories that I am invested into them. So yeah. my days most definitely will have more of an impact, I feel, on my podcasting days. But those other times where you're doing the things that you don't necessarily love, it's hard to be engaged. Absolutely. So it's like maybe maybe some treatments can help you mm -hmm. just kind of unlock the path to easier, being engaged easier, if you will. 100%. Yeah. So as far as talking about all of this that we've talked about today with, you know, some of these things where you go to the wrong person, uh, someone who's not trained, someone who doesn't know exactly what they're doing, that's not good for you. How do I avoid finding Miss Cleo in this treatment <laughs> world? Because you and I both know that it's not a dig at people like you. 
It's not a yeah. dig at people who are doing the right thing. Right. It's a dig no, at the ones who right. are faking and coming in to capitalize on making money yes. and not actually helping people. So I, what are some good things that I can look for in a person, no matter what therapy they're offering, that I know that this person is genuine and can actually help me? Yes. Research and asking questions. Asking your facilitator questions. If you ask a facilitator or a healer questions and they go around it, they don't give you specific answers. Like we see in politics all the time. (laughs) They just (laughs) go around it and you're like, what was the question? Now I forgot the question. So if you're getting direct answers, if you're getting the information and you feel number one, I always also always tell my clients, go within. Feel like what is your connection to this person? Do you feel your gut is twisting or do you feel your gut is telling you this is the right person? And research means research that person. See if there are any reviews for them. For me, my reviews, all of them are on Yelp. I have over 160 plus five-star reviews. That's how people trust me. If people, if my clients find me and they don't know me through a referral, then that is their referral. They read all of those reviews, and I'm so very grateful for every one of my clients that take the time to write those reviews because the reviews are not just, oh, Christina's great, go see her. They're like long reviews of details and information and how their life changed. That's how I do it. Do I, am I grateful for Yelp? 100%. It's not an advertisement for Yelp, but it does help me. How do I find restaurants? How do I find other people? How do I find a chiropractor? How do I find, if I don't have it in my circle, if my clients are not, you know, connecting me to someone and I trust them and that's why I go to that person, then yup, it is. Like researching and really reading reviews to see, it's as my clients always say. Now we know you can fake 10 to 20 reviews because you can have 10 to 20 friends and family members, but you can't fake more than 150 reviews, right? And you can't just, so it's <laughs> a research, 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 and then talk to the facilitator. If you need to talk to them multiple times, I always welcome my clients. Listen, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. I always tell my clients, you don't have to make the decision now. Go sleep on it, meditate on it, think about it. And that is the other thing of recognizing that I know what I'm capable of doing. I know I'm comfortable doing what I do. And that's why I never feel I ever have to force anybody to make an appointment with me. If that person resonates with me, you're welcome in my space. And then I am that that facilitator for you to guide you at this moment in your life. And sometimes with my clients, as I do the work and it becomes deeper than I help them and support them to go to the next person. If it's a physical thing, I'm not a chiropractor. I'm not going to put my client on a massage table and adjust their body if their bones are doing something that they shouldn't be doing. You know what I mean? Like always connecting, always guiding, always supporting. So in my sessions with my clients, I don't just focus on I'm the only person that can help you. Absolutely not. We're a community of helpers, healers, and therapists and, and practitioners we all support each other. So anybody that I feel needs a deeper, another type of work that I'm not a professional at, I connect my clients. And that's how I feel like everyone can fully, completely be healed. I do what I do. I know what I'm capable of doing. But beyond my modalities, I'm not the professional. So it's good to support you know, clients and help them to further their healing 
beyond our work together. So that's how I do it. And I never feel there's ever competition because those who choose me, it's because we connect, our energy connects. And those who don't, our energy connects with someone else. So I feel like if we take competition out of our world, our world will be such a happier and better place, honestly. (laughs) That's big. You know, seeing your competition as assets yes, and seeing them as human beings. You know, um, I know that sounds contradictory. How can you see them as an asset? I mean, asset in the manner of seeing that your competition helps you. Absolutely. It doesn't just hurt you. You know, it, it's someone that you can go to and 100%. say, Hey, you know what? I need some help. Like, how did you land that big contract or how did you land that big client or how did you make this work? You know, how did you add this into your practice or what you're doing and just using them as a resource, as someone who's a, a teammate more than just someone you're trying to compete with. I mean, in the end, yeah, competition is competition, but it doesn't mean you can't be friendly with that competition. So I agree with you. If I'm coming in to get some type of therapy, you know, especially like the past life regression therapy or hypnosis or mm-hmm. what have you, do any of these require absolutely that I have a problem per se that I'm I'm supposed to work on? Or, you know, do I have to have an intent to work on something or it's just, just some type of treatment I can take and just feel better generally? Yes. No, you don't have to. With my clients, it's not just healing trauma or past or childhood stuff. Our work together, the transition that happens is once, because unfortunately, most people have some kind of trauma from their childhood or their past or their young adult life or teenage years. Once we clear that, the next step is, and again, I'm saying this only because I want the transition to kind of flow in how it happens, we can start manifesting. So there are clients that call me and say, listen, there's no problems in my life, but I feel like I'm stuck somewhere. Like I need some movement of energy. Yeah, I have clients that come to me and we get that energy unstuck. As I always in the end tell my clients, there's energy cannot be really stuck. Energy is continuously flowing. It's our mindset, it's our belief system. So if a person continually repeats, they're stuck, they're stuck, they're stuck, what do you think is going to happen? They're just going to create scenarios and experiences that makes them feel stuck because we are our own creation and we are so powerful in our mind. Whatever we tell ourselves, we reinforce and we believe. And once we believe, it becomes your experience. It's that simple. So no, you don't have to have real bad issues. No, I've had clients that, you know, didn't have to have like, oh my God, I'm terrified of flying. I don't know why nothing happened in this lifetime or I'm terrified of swimming or the oceans or water and I don't know what nothing happened in this lifetime. Those are perfect past life regression topics. Sometimes my clients come and they go, I just want to explore. I just want to explore. Although we always need to set intentions. Okay, what do you want to explore? Your connections to people in your life, why they're in your life, why they were difficult in your life, why they were so loving in your life. You always have to have an intention. You cannot go into any of this work without intention because in our our intention is our our basically, I don't want to call it contract, but, but door opening of saying, I'm open to get information about this because otherwise if you go into it with no intention nothing your higher self your consciousness says well there are trillions of things in the quantum field that we can talk about what do you want (laughs) then we can go in circles 
I had one client came in, that came into passive regression therapy and she was like, I don't have any intentions. And very quickly in hypnosis, she realized she needs to have a direction because if you don't have a direction, I mean, in anything that we do, if you don't have a direction, where are you going, right? If you get in your car, you're just driving. Okay, eventually you're going to get bored and or end up, God knows, in an environment we don't want to be in. So direction. Sure. That makes sense. I mean, I think too, it, like you said, it helps you open up to what you're going to go do. You know, if I'm just coming in and saying, I, I don't know if this is real, I want to test it out and just see. And then I go through it. I'm not going to be as open yes. as if it's like, I've got a real problem and I don't know how to solve it. And I think that I need to try anything at this point to do it. I think it's going to open your mind up naturally more. 100%. You know, you're going to come in from a skeptical point of view. If you're already skeptical, if you're I don't want to say desperate, but if you need help, then you're going to come in with a more open mind naturally. You're 100% correct about that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, with myself, I, I would see that, you know, I would come in with the intention of an open mind, but it's harder to open my mind fully knowing in the back of my head that it's like, well, you know, I'm not 100% sure either way. You know, I'm just, I'm trying it out. Um, but if I come into you and I'm like, well, I need to solve this problem then, which I think all of us have problems that we need to solve. And I think that the bigger conversation needs to be around the fact that that's okay, you know, and whatever works for somebody works for somebody. And I'm not here to bash anyone for any decision that they make to try and help themselves, whether I know it's real, know it's fake, you know, whatever the case may be. It's like, Hey, if it, if this helps them, then let yes. it help them. <laughs> I mean, look, scientifically placebo effect, right? They give people candy sure. and they heal. I mean, it Absolutely. doesn't matter as the long mind as is powerful. exactly as long as we're not hurting ourselves or someone else. I say it's all good. <laughs> Do what yeah, works for this you. This is something we have <laughs> we have definitely talked about that of how powerful the mind is, and we are not even a hundred percent sure what all it can do yet. So. I know that all good things must come to an end. And I know that so many listeners are going to be so sad to hear that uh, Journeys to Heal has been on twice. And we have had two great conversations with a lot of information packed in there just to kind of finish us out here on this episode. Can you give us an overview of, you know, how do I know if I'm a good fit to be um, a healer? How do I get into that? You know, who do I need to speak with? How do I choose like a hypnosis school or does that even exist? Like just kind of briefly <laughs> tell me that stuff and then we'll just end the show with all of your contact information again. Perfect. Yes. Yeah, so the way it started for me, I always all my life knew I wanted to help people, of course, but I didn't know how. I was in accounting as we talked about last time and then it transitioned into this and it was very much a surrender just like you said it was a moment in my life where I was so desperate to wake up to who am I what am I to do so in my case this was not something that I decided oh let me just go be a hypnotherapist this was my calling so a lot of people know when my clients come to me 90% of them say I'm at this job I hate it I want to help people how do I do it right? So there's this calling inside of you that you want to do and make a difference in the world. You want to help people. While everything we do is service, what you're doing right now, you're being of service to so many and just finding us, interviewing us and putting the word out there, right? That's being of service. And I can see you love doing it. So that is wonderful. You're doing something you love. But if we're doing something that we don't like, and there's this calling inside of us that is constantly, and then people start getting sick and start getting depressed and anxious. Sometimes my clients ask me, do you have depression? I go, why would I have depression? I love my life. I love what I do. 
So, so many people saying being depressed and anxious is a normal thing. It's not. It's because your inner world is telling you something is off. You're not on the path. You're not, you're, you're not in your mission where you need to be. So that's one of the ways to really recognize that something has to change in my world. And the moment we look at our life, it's very easy to tell. Are we miserable in our relationships? Are we miserable at our job? Where are we unhappy? Because much of our life is those three pillars, health and well-being is connected to job and relationships. When these two are crumbling, what do you think happens to the health? That's where it gets affected. That's what happened to me. So I had to wake up. I didn't have a choice. You said about the school. Well, the school that I went to in Tarzana, California, it is one, if I'm not mistaken, the only accredited college of hypnotherapy in the nation. Wow. And it's been around over now. When I was there, it was like 40 something years. I'm sure now it's like over 50 years. And it's Hypnosis Motivation Institute. And the first time I showed up to the first class, which was a month class, which was being offered for free to see, do you resonate with this? The moment I walked into the classroom, I swear to you, I'm not joking. I was I was like, I can't even tell you. I, I was like a kid in a candy store. And I was like, oh my God, this is my world. This is what I've been looking for. At this point, I have a master's in psychology, but my master's, my undergrad didn't do for me that that opening, that that excitement that my hypnotherapy did for me. Those degrees are just back backup in a sense or background for people to know, yes, I know what I'm talking about. That's like the more of the Western scientific side. But this to me is is my world. And of course, after I studied, I took it further, deeper into the, the way that I do it. I do it the way I do it. <laughs> it just transforms with you. Sure. And it, I do it the way it works for me and my clients and helps them and serves them and serves me and serves all of us in the healing journey. Well, that's amazing. I know that we are out of time and I just want to thank you so much. All of that contact information, Journeys to Heal, will be down below in the show notes, just like it was for the first episode. And we will have, you know, just, I'm sure so many people excited that we had that part two done and I'd be willing to bet people want a part three, but I know that we can't just, you know, maybe we should need to start our own podcast and just have a <laughs> Journeys to Heal podcast like that just does all of this because it is, it's, it's a very interesting topic and I think I could just dissect it over and over again and just get into more every single time. But right now I just want to thank you for your time and coming back on the show and sharing all this with our listeners again. Grateful, John. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode, part two of Journeys to Heal on Small Business Origins. Thank you again for all the support that you did with this episode and all of the others. Thanks for all those listener submitted questions. And if you want to do the same thing, head over to www.smallbusinessorigin.com and send me any message you want to send me, whether it's a voice message or a contact us form. I would love to get your questions on the air. But until next time, this has been another episode and we'll see you on the next one. As always, stay beefy, my friends. Thanks for listening to another episode of Small Business Origins. I love an origin story. If you like what you just heard, leave us a review, subscribe, and share with a friend. You guys, check this out. They're going to love it. You're going to love it. <laughs>